What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard. I'm here for another great episode, but not only is it a great episode, this is the first episode in the new season. We are back again. I know you guys have been waiting. So we're starting over with a brand new concept. We're going to branch out from just only talking to security to talking to some manufacturers of some great products, talking to people who do process serving, fugitive recovery. We're going to start changing the dynamic and kind of grasping all avenues of the industry. So today, the first person on that list is Alex, owner of Gage Outfitters. Now, did I say that right? Gage Outfitters? You sure did. You got it 100%. Gage Outfitters. Now we're going to get into why you call it Gage Outfitters. To me, it just makes me think of a shotgun. So we're just going to talk about that in a second. But just a little bit about what you got going on is like not even a year ago, but eight, maybe nine months ago, you started a company called Gage Outfitters that supplies range bags, durable range bags um, that everybody can act by. You don't have to be law enforcement. You don't have to be security. Sometimes I have stuff on here that's you have to have like blue label glocks and things like that. So this is this is available to everyone, right? Alex, you there? Yes, ma'am. Yep, yep. I'm here. <laughs> sorry, I'm here. Sorry. We just cut out yep. for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh. you know. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. were available for everyone. You don't have to be law enforcement. You don't have to have some special blue label to get it. You can, everybody can get it. So I'm going to start right back there, okay? All right. So you have these range bags. And these range bags, these are durable range bags, comfortable to carry on you. They're big, they're huge, a lot of space, but they're also available to everyone, right? Some, sometimes I have things on here that is only blue labor or only law enforcement, but these bags, all my new gun owners in my classes, they can get these bags, correct? That is true, yeah. We don't have a, you know, we just prided ourselves on making a bag that was available for everybody that whether you're a recreational weekend shooter mm-hmm. or it's in the loadout of your front seat of your car because you're patrolling that evening, or a security guard who needs to carry a specific amount of gear for an event. Yeah. You know, something that can pretty much survive whatever you want to throw at it. Plus, we make them all right here in the U.S. and back it by a lifetime warranty. A lifetime warranty. We'll we'll replace it. Jeez. So let's break that down because, you know, cars always say, oh, you got a lifetime warranty. Then you see the blue, the fine print. So if I just happen to spill some Cocoa Puffs on my bag, and the bag is ruined. Do you guys replace the bag? If the bag has any <laughs> kind of manufacturer defect, there we go. There that go. makes the bag <laughs> that makes the bag fail. We'll replace it. Now, if you happen to stain that bag with cocoa puffs, <laughs> you holler at your boy. We'll hook you up. Okay. Um, but, but for the most part, you know what we mean by it is these bags need to be need to be tough so they're over engineered to be tough okay uh, we use the finest american cordura that you can get okay. we triple stitch all the seams we use a binding technique on the inside so it also you know to provide extra strength and durability mm-hmm. but most importantly we want everyone to know that 
you know, if you go out there and, you know, you fill your bag up and you blow it up, that's not really the bag. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, you take that bag and you, 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 you know, you see threads popping oh, or yeah. you see a seam breaking apart. You reach out to us and we'll, you know, if we can't replace it, we'll re- if we can't repair it, we'll replace it. Absolutely. Well, before we get too deep into the bags, I kind of want to know a little bit about who makes the bags. Like, why, why do you make this bag, or what happened to make you want to make this bag? Like, let's 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 talk about who Alex is. Alex, who are you? Tell the people who you are. So I'm just a guy like every like the rest of y'all <laughs> listening, and you know, I really am. You know, I'm just I'm the dude that likes. You know, I like to shoot. That's my hobby. Um, I'm not much of a golfer, so I'm much better at this. I've been shooting my whole life. I grew up in a military family, mm-hmm. as did my wife, and who's also my partner. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but the fact is, you know, I just got tired of spending my dollars mm. on products that didn't hold up, you know. Yeah. And you, you buy something online for $30, $40, and it'd fall apart on you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and me, that's, you know, I like to put my gear through, the, through its paces. Um, I enjoy it enjoy my hobby uh i think it's probably it's it's the one equalizer that we all have as americans and yeah it's something that i I enjoy i enjoy doing i i i have to say maybe before these last couple of years i wasn't like a gearhead like i feel like i'm turning into now and the one thing that i do not steal to this day and i'm i can i'm basically at the range almost every day now but I do not have a designated, like, this is my range bag. I do have a Pelican case, and my Pelican case has technically, you know, been that for me. But it's also, you know, a hard case. It's also big. Um, so if I'm just taking just a handgun and a few things, I don't necessarily need that huge case. But because I don't have a range bag, I take it anyway. And sometimes I don't take it at all just because I don't want to carry it. So I, I think... Having something like your product, I think, is a good idea for people, even if they don't go to the range on a regular basis, at least this can stay in your car or this can stay at home and it can be designated to being your range bag. I think a lot of people that I know, especially security officers, they're switching book bags, they're putting their stuff everywhere, they're grabbing it out of their trunk when they get to the range. And I think a lot of people don't put emphasis on the fact that you should probably have you know, a go bag, and then you should probably have a range bag. And for, for people who ask you, you know, why should I have a range bag? What would be your answer to someone who asks, you know, why should I get this? Why do I need a range bag? Look, the fact is, I was right there with all, all everybody else. Mm-hmm. I had a backpack that I used for this, and then I wanted to go to the range, and I would throw, I would take all my stuff out, mm-hmm. put it on a table somewhere, load it up with my range stuff. But I was always leaving something. Yeah. Even if I was thorough, I wanted something that was dedicated for that purpose. Yeah, sure. You notice, got you know, folks that go to the gym all the time. Yeah. Dedicated gym bag. And they put their dirty shoes in there, the dirty <laughs> yeah. socks. You'll see them using that as a weekend bag to go on a vacation. Yeah, true. Uh, that that bag is dedicated for that purpose. So what we found was we and we've actually had a, quite a few of our customers comment on this, that they were using 
one bag for multiple purposes. Mm-hmm. And we had one guy who purchased a bag from us. It's actually a cool story. He said he had a like a sling bag that he would use to go to the range. And he would also use it for work. And one day he was going to the hospital and he forgot his, you know, he had a small pistol inside the pouch. And he mm-hmm. never took out the security alarm. Went off. Oh, no. It was a big deal because you're not allowed to carry on here in the state of South Carolina. You're not allowed to carry on hospital property. Oh, no. And, and luckily that day, the officer that responded, you know, understood and realized it was just an accident. He didn't mean it. But that's, you know, but how often do you use that same bag? What if you leave shell casings? Oh my goodness. That would be me. That's me. Definitely. (laughs) That would definitely be me. And that's why I, I personally, we created that bag as that purpose, whether it's going to be a hunting mm-hmm. bag or a range bag, that's I, ideally the bag has a dedicated yeah. purpose. What what made you name it Gage Outfitters? Did you and your wife come up with that, or did she come up with that? Like, how did that happen? So that was a mutual. Um, it was one of the first times we ever agreed on anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. And we thought that Gage Outfitters, since we both like shooting sporting clays and skeet mm. shooting, um, she grew up in a family of duck hunters and quail hunters. Okay. We thought it, it was a tribute to them um, because to both of us, shotguns represented something different, but it took us back to an era of our lives when we were little kids and we had our granddads and dads out there with yeah. us teaching us how to you know shoot shoot something and it was kind of a tribute to those that set the the, you know who created the path for us yeah and you know the outfitter aspect of it is just part of what we hope to expand to with partnering with other u.s made companies on their outdoor products and oh yeah yeah so that we could create a bigger portfolio so that when folks have to spend their money on them, you know, on their shooting products, they can buy them yeah. and help support, help support each other. You said that you wanted to uh, get involved with other American made products. Now we talked briefly about things that would be inside your bag at some point. Can you touch on that? What people would get inside your bag or what you hope for eventually for people to be able to buy inside your bag i think this this concept that you have i've personally never bought anything that had all that stuff in it besides like maybe a medical kit and um and that concept to put it towards the range bag i think is genius so can you touch on that just a little bit 100 percent. so what we'd like to do is we're working on it now diligently we're still missing one part um but we wanted to have a range bag that was set up for a beginner shooter, a new shooter or, or really a seasoned shooter. But that when you purchase the bag, you get a field cleaning kit, which is ultimately a smaller version of the, your pistol cleaning kit or rifle cleaning kit that you would have Mm -hmm. in your house. Um, Something for what we refer to, you know, as just a, a quick field clean. It's not a thorough clean, but if you have a malfunction, you have a jam casing, something that can help you address that issue as well as eyes and ears, you know, cause you, you know, your eyes and ears are important. You don't, you don't get a second chance. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, so you want to, you want to protect yeah. those. So eyes and ears, the cleaning kit, and the bag. Like, what? I mean, now where'd you come up with that? Where did you, how did you decide? Because I, I think I like to touch on pe- people's thought processes. Because then when people are listening, they're like, you know what? He's exactly right. Let me go get this because I'm not going to go buy everything at one time, most of the time. Somebody buys eyes, and maybe then they'll buy the ears, and then maybe then. And some people don't have a cleaning kit at all. I, I, I have done a couple classes um, where they're like, oh, yeah, I have a weapon. Yeah. Oh, no, I've never cleaned it. Oh, no, I never knew what kind of uh, cleaning kit to get. So that's why this right here, I had to, you know, get you on because I want to ex- open people's mindsets to the fact, like, all this stuff actually comes together. The bag. The, the kit for your cleaning, the eyes, the ears. You need all that at once. This is kind of not like a piece-by-piece piece thing. So what made you come up with the fact, like, you know, I think all this stuff should come in this bag at one moment? So well, the way we kind of – our thought process behind it was when you have a, a new shooter, someone that's new to shooting, shooting can be intimidating. Yeah. Um, and it's really kind of, you know, it's kind of sad because most gun owners are the nicest people you'll ever mm. meet. We love to talk about yeah. guns. We love to show everyone, I mean, oh, no way, man. Come yeah. I mean, it is, you know, that sharing is caring mentality in the, the Second Amendment community. Yeah. I mean, we, we own Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the gun store, the gun ranges, those can be intimidating. Absolutely. And the way we figured was the best shooter is someone that trains. If you constantly train, you'll get better. And if we can provide a kit that can help you feel a little bit more comfortable, because again, you know, you go to the range that first time, you know, you just took your Mm -hmm. class and now you've made the steps to go your, the very first time you're going by yourself and you may not know what to wear. You may not know what to put in that bag. Yeah, exactly. And here coming, coming up soon, we're going to have a checklist and you can check us out at www.gageoutfitters.com. Yeah, it's a checklist. <laughs> and we'll have a little checklist where you can, you know, you can print it out from the comfort of your home, check what you have at home. And we're going to give you a recommendation. And I think, um, you know, again, it's just our recommendation. This is something that is awfully personal. Yeah. Make it yeah. yours. That's a that's a cool idea. That checklist. I see where you're going with this. I see what you're doing here. People are going to be coming for all kinds of stuff, not just the bag. So be prepared for that because I feel like this whole concept, the bag and the, the bag, the loaded bag, is is going to really take off. Because I, I think it's something that's really needed, especially right now. Because I can say firsthand, I'm doing about 20 to 25 people, uh, you know, per class. And a lot of them have never even been to the range before. So having a conversation with them about what should go in their bags, they're looking at me like a deer in headlights. They have no idea what I'm talking about, where to get it, what store, what website. So... I think this is a great place for, you know, people to be sent to, especially with the checklist and with the bag. And as far as the bag, like, you know, how much weight can it hold? Um, I mean, we, I know that there's 
you know, how many pockets, how much, can you break that down for us? Because since they can't see it, kind of give them a visual. Yeah, absolutely. So the bag can hold 250 Oh, man. Pounds. Okay. <laughs> uh, and fact is, no one's ever going to load it that much. But again, we used 1,000 denier Cordura, 500 denier, um, and a 420 denier uh, pack cloth on the inside, which is... That's more or less to give everything inside, keep it clean. Yeah. So if you do set it on water or something like that, give you a little bit of water. Okay. Uh, also gives the bag a clean, finished look. Uh, 420 pack cloth gives the bag a clean, finished look. Um, it also adds a level of water resistancy if you were to place it down on a wet surface. It's not a waterproof by no means, but it does protect your gear on the inside especially mm. with the Cordura that we use, which is a very tightly knit Cordura that won't absorb a lot of, a lot of liquid. And fact is we didn't create the Noah's Ark here of range bags. Too many, <laughs> folks, <laughs> you know, too many folks get to the range and they want to bring every gun they own. Um, I'm, a big, I'm a big advocate train with what you're going to carry. Yeah. Uh, now you want to go shooting, spend a day at the range and just go shoot whatever. I'm mm-hmm. all about it. I love doing it. I am that person. But You're I, that person. <laughs> I am. But I spend the majority of the time when I go to the range, I take my concealed carry pistol, one of the mm-hmm. two, and I focus on training with those weapons. And I what what to- are your one of the two? What are your um, CCW, your EDCs? So in the wintertime, when I have afforded the pleasure of a sweater, I do like the Glock 19 Gen 4. Gotcha. That is my, I absolutely love it, and I is my I may sound like a Glock fanboy. It's okay, I am too. And my <laughs> summertime carry is the Glock forty three. So that is the uh, firearm that I'm thinking about getting, but everybody's trying to tell me that I should get um, the Smith and Wesson MP instead. What is your opinion on that? So I was a diehard MMP Shield fan. Gotcha. Um, Okay. And I still absolutely love the gun. Um, The only reason I went to the Glock is because I had the ability to customize it a little better. Mm, mm -hmm. I like to change my trigger springs. I like to upgrade my triggers. All of those upgrades were not as readily available for the MMP. I carried an MMP Shield for years. I probably put close to a thousand rounds through it. With I don't think I ever had a malfunction or a failure to feed. Gotcha. My, my wife, on the other hand, she carries the Sig P365. Oh yeah, yeah. That was another one somebody suggested. She's yeah. a big fan of that, and I think really the sleeper that everyone should be watching out for is that Springfield Hellcat. Oh, okay. And that's a, I've never shot that, so I gotta yeah, actually look into that. Oh, it shoots like a dream. It comes with an armbar <laughs> cutout. It's 13 plus one. Oh, yeah, on, yeah. On yeah. a single stack. Um, it's comfortable in the hand. It has great sights, great trigger right out of the box. Um, mm. The fact is, you may see me carrying a Hellcat here soon. If Springfield Armory is listening, why don't you send us a couple so we can try them? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we'll take two, please. Thank you. Yep, yeah. that's how you gotta do it. That's how it happens, you know. <laughs> Jazz, Jazz, and I do his and her 
Concealed carry. Absolutely, purposes. absolutely. We'll do another episode where we're reviewing them. I might even go to South Carolina so we can shoot them together. Yes. Co- oh, you know what? Yeah. I'll come see you. We can have some crack. Hey. We're up there. Oh, oh yeah. I can, I can handle that for you. I definitely can handle that for you. <laughs> see, we got a plan. We got a plan. We got to make sure we tag them when this goes up. Um, well, as far as in your personal um, or your wife's, as far as, as far as inside your bag, what do you take to the range usually all the time? Like, even if you take out your weapon, what stays in your bag? My never shift option. My never shift items in the bag. Hundred percent. I use a seal one cleaning kit. Okay. Um, make a note of that because you might see that coming up here pretty soon. Seal one training kit. Seal one cleaning kit. Yep. Okay. Okay. I you I actually have both electronic earmuffs, and I use the Surefire EP4s. Okay. Which is a plastic mold that goes right in your ear personally i like the little earbud system better uh, you do? than the earmuffs when i'm shooting rifle because i think the earmuffs can always be a little clunky yeah okay that's just up that's again this is all preference yeah i always keep some predator war paint in south carolina we, we shoot outside quite a bit if mm-hmm. y'all need sunscreen Predator War Paint is something we do sell on our website, and I will tell you, it is the greatest sunscreen ever. It was designed by Navy SEALs for Navy SEALs and has now just hit the market, so it is something you can definitely pick up for about $10 in a can. That comes. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen you post it. I think I saw you post it the other day. It comes, yeah, last week we ran a special on it. Um, Every... The first five bags that... The the first five bags that ship all got a, a can of Predator War Paint. And then we follow oh, okay. up with a, can, a bottle of four-ounce CLP. Okay, okay. So we got to watch out for these deals on this website, guys. He's got some sleeper deals going on. You got to follow his page. Matter of fact, before we even get any further, tell them your Instagram so that people can start following you while they're listening. I am at Gage Outfitters, G-A-U-G-E-O-U-T-F-I-T-T-E-R-S. And are you on Facebook as well? We are on Facebook at Gage Outfitters also. Okay, good, good. I just want to get that down because I started following you back and I'm like, okay, this bag looks serious. So then, you know, we, we you know, and started engaging. And I mean, from, from just the engagement on Instagram, the phone, I just think you're a really cool guy and i know that when the people are cool usually the companies are cool which means the product is cool you know so that's kind of how i base you know the reason why we're talking about it today is because you know i could tell that you care about your customers i could tell that you care about your product and that's very important because um even on this on on our instagram page we do a gear pick um every week where I suggest some gear for, um, you know, the professionals to get. And I, I'm going to put this up because I, 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 once I talked to you that first time, I started kind of asking people, you know, just to do a little recon. I'm nosy. So I started asking people like, hey, yeah, you have a range bag, a dedicated range bag? And most of the answer was no. Most of the answer was no. And I was like, you know, why don't we have a range bag? That's, that's ridiculous. I, I'm watching people on Instagram all the time. They have range bags. So why are we not wearing range bags out here? So 
I definitely want to help fill that gap. And so I, I really think that your product will help fill that gap out here. I'm, in case anybody's listening that doesn't know, I'm in Baltimore, Maryland. He's in South Carolina. So we definitely want to kind of, you know, get your product out here. Um, back, back to the, the uh, bag. When you, customer-wise, I know you guys just started, but the bag is a unisex. It's for male and female Females like carrying it as, as well. Does it come in different colors? Kind of tell us about the aesthetics of the bag as well. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So, right, the bag was initially offered in three colors. Um, okay. We tried our foot out first with a black multicam. Everybody likes multicam. Everybody liked that multicam because <laughs> we sold out in like two and a half weeks. Oof, yeah. Okay. And that was like my muck rib. It was there for a little bit of time and it was gone. It was gone. <laughs> and then we brought it out in an olive green and a coyote color. Okay. So we are here coming up in the next two weeks. We're going to be releasing two new colors. Mm. Um, you guys are going to hear it here first. You're going to get a black, full black, uh, we're calling the stealth bag. And it was actually designed as a loadout bag for law enforcement. Okay. Um, that I think bag I'm, I'm going to like that one. I think you will because it'll have a full integrated <laughs> mod panel on the rear on the rear of the bag. Mm, okay. Where you can add magazine carriers, uh, yeah, IFAC or immediate first aid kit, mm -hmm. and then we'll have a ladies' bag that was designed by my wife. That'll be actually <laughs> a. It'll have the same mod panel, and it's going to be teal, and ac accented in stealth gray. You know the funny thing about that color that that she chose is that I had two students buy firearms in that same color, like in that, in a teal and then it had like silver, you know, accents. That, what is it about that color? What is that color? It's like the Tiffany blue kind of teal. It's a little darker, but it's, you know, okay. you're, right, you're right around that, you're right in that, yeah. in that, in that world. Um, trendy, trendy. It's a trendy color right now. She, yeah, and then we're also going to have two backpack offerings to come along with it. Oh. Uh, the backpacks are new. Um, that product, you know, we just finished a small batch in, five, in M81. Those have all been sold. And <laughs> well, congratulations on that. Thank you, ma'am. And uh, <laughs> then uh, we all – but the black packs will be available in the, in the teal and gray as well as black. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start off with those and see how those work. The – I think we're the first company, and I could be wrong. I mean, someone's listening. Don't sue me. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> but um, you're the first company on here, so that's all that matters. Yeah, but we uh, <laughs> we used for the straps instead of using just padding, we actually use memory foam in the straps. Oh, so that way you don't get any hot spots when you're carrying heavy gear. Now the backpack yeah. will have multiple purposes, including built-in magazine holders and different, different, you know, different. Little you know, pockets and stuff, but you know, primarily it also will fit a ten by twelve armor plate in the back where the laptop carrier is. Ah, and that's um, what I need in my life, right there. You know, it is something that will be subdued. It's not going to scream, "Look at me, I'm uber tactical." <laughs> you know, we've really tried to stay away from that market. Um, yeah, we don't want to be known as. Cage Outfitters, a tactical company, because we're not tactical folks. 
Yeah. Um, we want to blend into our environments. I think that's something that's probably becoming more and more important in today's society. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you want to be more gray and that's ideally the product offering that we have kind of aims to that your earth tones, more gray, even though I just said that, but I did sell out of <laughs> backpacks, which screams, uh-huh. look at me, I'm tactical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. You need to have for everybody. Some people are like that. Some people aren't. Most of the time I'm trying to be great, but there are times where I do kind of want to look tactical. So, you know, having it both ways is nothing wrong with that. But, but when you're, when you're out, um, cause we mentioned that you, you have a wife and you have three kids, three kids. Yep. Uh, okay. 12, 10 and nine, 12, 10. So I know your wife shoots. Do your kids shoot as well? All of my kids have been going to the range with us since they were about four or five years old. Wow. And, you know, the next question was, what age? (laughs) So, I mean, there's a lot of controversy on that. Um, Starting them off young or not starting them off young. So what is your opinion? Why did you start your kids off young? You know, since my wife and I both like to shoot, and at our house, securing our weapons is, 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 you know, to us, we we don't believe in accidents. Um, when it comes mm-hmm. to these things. So we do have Liberty safes that we highly recommend. If you don't have a Liberty safe, get a Liberty safe, get any safe, but yeah, your firearms, they're dangerous. Um, and in the wrong hands, you know, accidents happen, mm-hmm. bad guys can get a hold of them. So we are advocates for locking up your firearms always. Yeah. That being said, we didn't want the kids to ever have a level of curiosity, like, oh my God, what is that? You know, yeah, yeah. that looks so cool. It's in my it's in my video game. I want to try it. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was fortunate that I actually tr- you know, all of my kids learned to shoot on a nineteen sixty-four Marlin bolt action what? <laughs> And where did you get that from? It was my dad's who gave it to me. Wow. Okay. And it's a little bolt action uh, 22 rifle. There's not a lot of kick. It's not very loud. And that way the kids can sit there and practice and participate. And it gives them a small glimpse of, you know, when you're at the range and you teach them basic range safety, Mm -hmm. you know, teach them how to respect the weapon, teach them to come back and take care of the weapon. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a dirty gun is an unreliable gun, just like any chef would tell you that a dull knife is a dangerous knife. Yeah. A clean gun is a happy gun. And <laughs> I will tear them all down all the time, make sure they're clean and functioning. It's something I find, you know, put some music on and just kind of yeah. spend <laughs> Bye 20, back 30 to minutes it. doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, go ahead. Do you have do your kids? Are they all boys, boys, girl? Um, I've got I got two little girls, and my youngest is a son. A wow. Okay. So who's the shooter in the family? Who who likes it the most? My middle daughter. Yeah. <laughs> my middle. I kind of thought you were gonna say one of the girls. I did think that. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and as a father to girls, um, it you know, I don't want to raise victims, you know, I yeah, think, sure. especially, you know, this is now, this is, you know, this is just me from the heart. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for ladies that, you know, to get this training, you know, for ladies to empower themselves 
and we talk a lot about women's self empowerment, but the biggest equalizer y'all have against a six foot three, two hundred pound man is a father. Uh huh. Absolutely. And I think, you know, as a father, I mean, I trained in Muay Thai, I trained in Okinawan karate, I've trained in jiu-jitsu. So I teach all my kids the arts that I've been learning my whole life, mm-hmm. as well as they attend a school, a local school here. But I don't want my girls to grow up feeling that they need a man or someone else to have to defend them. I want them to be able to stand on their own, too. And I'm yeah. creating little warriors. Little warriors, yeah. You have to. You have to. You have to. Because, I mean, some, like me, I, the crazy thing is my dad was in the military. He's a police officer. But I never was put into the self-defense classes. I didn't pick up a gun until I was about, I don't know, maybe 18, 19 and went to the range. So when you wait that long, it's so much you have to learn. And, and it's so much stuff that you've seen on TV that you have to get out of your head. It's so many things. It's, it's basically you have to unlearn all of the stuff you see in the movies and then relearn it to be able to use, use it and utilize it in a situation. And I think having your kids do it at this young age and teaching them the safety and how to respect it, I think that's awesome, honestly. I really, I've been trying to, like the people around me, I've been telling them and they're like, I, I sure I don't think kids should should do that. But if you keep it away from them, it's just like you said, the curiosity builds. They see it on their video games, they see it on the TV, and then that's you know when they go poking around with their friends. And because you didn't teach them the safety rules or you know you know pinch their curiosity, now accidents are happening. So I, I think that's. And I go ahead. think the fact is, you know, look as guys. You know, we'll go to the range, you know, with our wife or girlfriend or, you know, on a date. And we want to do all the work, right? We want to show off on how we can load a magazine. (laughs) Uh We're going to put the magazine in for you, rack the slide, and then tell you the pistol's hot and be like, now you shoot. And (laughs) we're not doing anybody any favors. Exactly, yeah. Not teaching them anything. You know, what did I teach you? I just, I I gave you a loaded gun with a a hot round and told you point down on that paper target and see where you hit it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I started, you know, when my, when my wife started coming with me, she was, that's why she only liked revolvers. She didn't know how to use a semi-automatic pistol. Oh, okay. Um, and she knew it because that way she would open her wheel gun. She would slide her little rounds in and, <laughs> you know, and that's how she rolled. And I was just <laughs> like, look, dude, that's cool and all, but six rounds is not as good as eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We began getting her comfortable with it. And I see it all the time. You know, I I do go to the range quite a bit. We do a lot of, we do a lot of range, a lot of range time here locally in our community. And, you know, we get invited to go out to a lot of different events. And Mm -hmm. the fact is, I see it all the time. You know, it's, you know, it's, oh, I'll do it for you here. No, no, show them how to do one and let them do the rest. Um, It's, it's, it's a, it's better to teach. Um, these, these skills, because these are the skills that they'll need. I mean, unless you plan on being by them 24 seven for the next 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. so that's, yeah, that's my, that's my, that's my rant on that. <laughs> that's my rant. That's my rant on that. I mean, yes, yeah, seriously, you have to equip the people around you with the thing. Like, um, 
two days ago, I just took my mother to the range for the first time. All this, all these years, she was like, I don't like firearms. I don't like guns. Da, 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 da. But she finally went and I put her through the range I go to has a simulator. So we put her through the simulator first just to get her hands on it, get the grip, you know, get her comfortable. It, it has like a, a cartridge that comes out. So there's like a little bang, but not really a bang and a boom. So she kind of got used to it. So by the time we went to the live fire range, you know, she was okay. She wasn't as scared. And I'm okay. I will take the time, you know, it, instead of just taking her out there like, okay, here, mom, I put everything together for you. Now, shoot. That's definitely wasn't going to help her. She was going to come home probably still scared of the same, <laughs> the same <laughs> way she was going to. But, you know, taking the time to teach her and go, well, this is why you do this and this is how you do this. And she was like, okay. She came home like, when are we going to go back? When are we going to do it again? So I just, I, I agree with that 100%. You know, can't be doing it for people. You definitely have to equip the people around you because you can't be with them 24-7 for the next 30 years. It's just it's just unrealistic. So um, especially women, especially my mom, she goes out to the grocery store. She goes here. She goes there. And I'm, I can't be everywhere, even though she would love if that was possible. I can't be everywhere that she goes. So I, I think that message is good, you know, to everybody listening, definitely. If you go to the range, if you're a shooter, equip the people around you with the knowledge and the ability to do the same thing to protect themselves as well. Um, you know, and, and speaking of protecting themselves, um, I want to talk about uh, one of my biggest things, which is de-escalation, because we're talking about firearms and we're talking about, you know, having your firearm. And uh, I have a lot of new gun owners on my page. And I just kind of want to talk about your thought process on not using your gun at first or not having your gun as the first thing that you do. Because I think a lot of people forget that you can still get in trouble as a, as a law abiding citizen with a, with a firearm, you can still get in trouble if you use your firearm, you know, in the wrong context or at the wrong time in the wrong way. So if you were out with your family, cause this is a good question for a family, man, you're out with your family, your wife and your kids. And I don't know, maybe, a. Uh, uh, intoxicated person comes and he's a little irate and, you know, kind of verbally doing this, that, and a third kind of wants to fight. What, what is your suggestion for a new gun owner who might think, oh, you know what? I have a gun. Let me just pull it out. We see these videos, you know, now where people might be afraid and they pull it out, but then they get in trouble because the context was like, oh, you could have left, but you didn't. And now you're in trouble. So um, as somebody who carries all the time, what, what would be your advice and, you know, to de-escalate a situation before pulling your firearm. So, first, I think your de-escalation videos have been outstanding. <laughs> um, oh, thank you, Alex. <laughs> you know, I do take my hat off to you on that. I think, you know, <laughs> I've shared them on my page numerous times whenever you post I them. I appreciate that. Because I, I think you nail it. Um, and, <laughs> I think, and I think when it, when it comes down to it is this. Even drunk folks you know, folks that are high on drugs, the mm -hmm. first most important thing you have to do is keep your distance. Yeah. Um, Good. Don't let that yeah. person get close to you. You know, you and your family have to have a plan. And it's important to talk about these plans. Mm. Um, maybe don't harp on them every day at dinner, but, <laughs> you know, explain to you, you know, explain to your family, hey, listen, you know, if this were to happen, this is how we're going to react. Yeah. Uh, and, Normally, the way I handle a situation is I take a very even 
even calm tone. Mm-hmm. Um, remember the, the person who's coming up to you, whether they're drunk or on drugs, they're being irrational. Maybe you, they thought you looked at them the wrong way. Maybe yeah. you bumped into them by accident. It could be a variety of different factors. So a simple, you know, hey, listen, you know, there's a misunderstanding. I'm sorry. Like, who cares? You know, yeah. if you're not who sorry, cares? who cares? Because what you don't want to do is see yourself in handcuffs because you thought you did something right. When you yeah. could have talked your way out of the situation. And I honestly think, I mean, even basic psychology will tell you if someone is screaming at you and you keep that calm voice, mm-hmm. they calm down. Yeah. Tone is so important. Now you're screaming at me and I start screaming at you. You're going to get louder. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm going to get louder. And before you know it, we're both sitting there screaming at each other you know, at these blood pitches, when <laughs> let's, let's take a second, let's breathe, ch- you know, be very clear, keep your space. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we also see a lot of videos where, you know, situational awareness, you hear it all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think these are all things that all kind of, they all bleed, bleed to each other. And you want to make sure that when you're in the situation, you know, first step is de-escalate, you know, keep a level tone, keep your distance, start backing away from the person, watching the person, watch their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if they have a weapon or a knife. And then you're all well within your right to pull your weapon. Yeah. But at that point, if all they're doing is yelling at you, the fact is you can walk away and get about your business. And yeah, when you get to the car, you can be a little upset. But you'll be much happier driving home upset than you will be driving the back of a police car to jail. Absolutely. I think a lot of people got to have to learn to compartmentalize their emotions. I have an instructor who says that during the class like 20 times. Compartmentalize your emotions. You now have a, a weapon. You can't be overly emotional and have a gun. You can't, you can't, have, you can't do both. You can't be letting little things like words upset you and now you're going to jail. There you know, were, so, right? I mean, and look, there's plenty of people out there in the world. Unfortunately, we live amongst them who aren't cool. Um, it's it's a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but there's way more people that are really cool. And yeah. Maybe just had a bad day, you know. And they honestly, Bobby, don't mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of how you know how I kind of look at it, where I just. I try not to. It's no different when you're you're pumping gas and someone pops up out of nowhere and they want to ask you for a few dollars to pump gas. Yeah. And they kind of, you know, they kind of catch you off guard. If you're really paying attention to your surrounding, they'll never catch you off guard. Yeah. Situational yeah. awareness is huge. Yeah. You know, if you're watching them and again, say the same thing, be like, hey, man, you know, stay right there. You know, can I help you? You know, or oh, I need money. I'm sorry. I don't have any cash. Yeah, you know, most people nowadays don't even yeah. carry cash. I, so. I do not. I, I think I don't now on purpose because I'm all either dropping it or or I just think that it's gonna get lost somehow. So I don't even carry cash anymore. That's a, that's a horrible habit, Jazz. You need cash. Yeah, I, I don't carry cash. <laughs> I, I'm still like I'm always like, man, where did that five dollar bill go? And it, it went on the ground. But but I'll try. I'll try. 
Oh, several people have told me that I need to carry cash. So, well, in case of an emergency, you got you got to tip someone real quick. You got to do something in a hurry. Uh, fine. Cash is king. Fine. I'm just gonna start carrying gold bars. Oh. How about that? What about that? <laughs> Will that work? Or no, that might not de-escalate the situation. That might escalate. <laughs> people might want to get them gold bars from me. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm probably spray them <laughs> in a different color, like copper. <laughs> I just put I just put them in one of your range bags. They won't know the difference. <laughs> so, we've already did your social media. You know, we touched on your thought process on de-escalation, which I appreciate. And again, I appreciate what you said about the videos. I'll be having new videos coming soon. Um, but is there anything else that you would like to people to know about you, your company, or what they can look forward to after today from the company? Yeah. So again, we're a new company. We did our first bag launch in May. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. You know, May of 2020, right in the heart of COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, we've got a lot of new products coming out. I'll share one with y'all. I think you guys will like it. Um, we are, are we getting an exclusive? You're getting an exclusive. You're the first person because <laughs> um, we actually just got the designs all drawn up and approved. Okay, let us hear it. So we are coming out with what we call a battle weapons transport system. And uh-huh. this will be available all, but primarily catering to law enforcement, armed security guards, and personnel. Okay. It'll be a safe, discreet way of them carrying their weapons in a, you know, in these different bag options and configurations that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. So that you can narrow down on the amount of stuff. Cause we realize that not every time you, you know, for example, when you go to work, uh, you may want to have some sort of, you know, long rifle or sporting rifle with you. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But you may not have a way to really carry it, you know, without scaring someone or something like that between locations. So we'll have something like that ready to go. Um, that'll be exactly catered to that. This will be more for personnel that want to use it. Um, more, you know, it's not as recreational. This one, these are a little bit more purpose-driven work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because where I live, when I come out the house, sometimes people are like, especially if they don't live here and they don't see me on a regular basis, they be like, what's, what? What is going on with that person? Especially because they watch so much news. They, they're scared of everything now. So they're definitely looking at me. So I'll definitely be looking into that because I'm trying to load up my car and people are looking at me like I'm some sort of crazy person. So I think that <laughs> that's another thing that's needed. I think you guys are really um, on point with, you know, what, what, what's needed in the climate and what's needed in the world at the moment. I think you guys came out in May and I feel like people are like, man, COVID hit and some things didn't thrive, but some things did. And I think you guys came out with the right kind of products and the right kind of stuff at the right time. And I want to congratulate you on that. Um, Cause I know you're going to come out with way more stuff and it's, it's going to continue to be great. Um, yeah. I just congratulate you on all the success that you've had so far, at least, you know, cause this is just the beginning. Yeah, no, we, we're really excited about what's coming and I really appreciate it. Um, and look, at, and at the end of the day, I mean, if, if anyone out there has a question, 
I answer mm-hmm. personally every single email, every single direct instant message. Uh, instant message. You know, if you have a question, call, ask me. Call me. Um, They're gonna do it. <laughs> you know, I'm happy to help out. You know, I don't. When my wife and I started the company, the core cornerstone of our company is that we wanted to sell to people like us. Yeah. And we wanted to be approachable and relatable and be like, yeah, I mean, those just, you know, those are my friends, you know, and (laughs) I refer to all the the, the folks who follow us on, on Instagram, you know, they're all my friends. I mean, I try to talk to everyone on there. Um, And I hope to never lose that because I think it's the most important part of it. I know that our bags are a little bit more expensive than some of the other options out there. But it does, mm-hmm. for us to build one bag, we do touch seven different states. And Sheesh. those people are Americans just like us. Mm-hmm. And those are your friends, neighbors, aunts, uncles who are working at these places, making this material, cutting the material, making these. Yeah. You know, we import nothing. Every bag that we have is 100% American made. We don't bring anything in from overseas. And are those materials or products a little bit more expensive? Yeah. But you're keeping your dollars here and you're keeping them in your communities. You're keeping them in the the country. And I think that's important that we, at times like this, we all support each other. Um, You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a, I'm not a very big political person, but I'm a big Christian. And yeah, we're all the Lord's children. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's something also, that we, uh, it's important to us. Also with, with you guys doing it that way and keeping up that is, it's also quality too, because I mean, from one thing I can think off the top of my head is zippers on book bags, uh, bags, any, anything, the zipper always comes apart or the zipper always jams or the zip so when i hear somebody say oh everything that we use is american made everything that i i hear that it's high quality too that's that's what i hear when i hear that i hear that somebody is is in there and they're really putting you know they're all into making this part of whatever they're making and and that you're going to get high quality so you shouldn't worry too much about paying a little bit more because when you pay a little bit less you also get your bag jammed and now your firearm's stuck in the bag until you cut the bag and now the bag's wrong. You know what I mean? So I, I, I think that that's also a part of it, you know, with the way you guys are doing it and creating your bags. I just feel like, and I've only seen it in pictures, but I just feel like the quality of the bag is so high. And I think that is more important than anything too. So yeah, like we, I, I example, think you guys, we only use two types of zippers. We use either ideal which is mm-hmm. a, a, a brand of zipper that's made right there in Georgia, or we use YK, American-made YKK. Uh, See? We use one or the other. They are both equal. They're apples to apples. One is not better than Apple. the other. Um, and we do a num- what we call the number 10 zipper, which is a little bit bigger on the zipper pull. And the reason is some shooters will shoot in the winter or different with gloves on or different. So it's easier to access the zipper. Gotcha. Now the zippers being a little bigger, granted that leads itself to be more expensive, mm-hmm. but 
a bigger zipper gives you a better purchase when you are sitting there trying to open something in a hurry. Yeah. Um, yeah. The zippers are also, you know, we didn't go with metal. We went with a, you know, the, the plastic coil, but okay. it, it's actually a polymer coil. And one of the cool tricks we learned, and if you guys want a freebie, here's a cool freebie trick. Take a little, a little wipe, like your gun oil wipe, and wipe your zippers down. Mm-hmm. They get dirty too. It'll, I don't think I've ever wiped my zippers down, ever. It'll it'll keep them lubricated, and it'll keep them running for years. Interesting. That little tidbit. Yeah, I hope y'all was listening. I hope y'all was listening to the end so you grab that tidbit because that is a big problem for me. With any any bag that I fake use as a, a range bag or bag I use on a regular basis, I'm looking at the bag that I use on a regular basis right now, and my the zipper to my laptop part is it gets stuck. So I think I'm gonna when I get off here with you, I think I'm gonna go wipe it down, see what that's about. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, yeah, because you want to keep those those teeth flowing in in and out of each other. Um, and these are all things that we're learning as we do this. My, you know, neither mm. my wife nor I came from the textile industry. So I was about to say, what did you guys do before you did this? My wife is a sonographer. Uh, she took baby pictures. Uh. Um, <laughs> and I worked for a medical company. So we were both in the health care industry. Mm-hmm. and it was and it was great it was awesome you know there, there's no negative there but we kept asking ourselves you know do we want something more and the fact is you know we are all capable if we want something bad enough going out for it the yeah. only the, you only ever fail if you don't try if you don't try absolutely now listen oh, my, 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 that's a sound bite right there that doesn't mean I want y'all making bags. You let us do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's clean that up. You know, anything that you want to do besides the thing that I'm doing, you can go and do that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, I don't I don't think they'll be able to duplicate what you guys got going on. It's a lot of love that I hear putting into your product and um I think it's great that you guys are doing it together. I think it's great that you're bringing up your family in the whole, you know, situation. I need to come in. I've never uh clay shot i never did the clay shooting uh so oh. i think i, I yeah i got a shotgun I, need, I got a shotgun sitting here with your name on it i need to do that in life so and this covid situation so traveling has been i haven't gone anywhere this whole summer so you're definitely on my stop list definitely because i would love to try that so we're gonna have to talk about that offline but i really appreciate you coming yeah. on if you do have listeners from Maryland, just want to let y'all know that Uh-oh. I, I, grew Tell up, me. I grew up right there in Montgomery County. Oh, you know what? I forgot that. So tell us. Tell us where to go for this clay shooting because I'm going. Yeah. You got to come down to South Carolina for that. Oh, you're like, you're like, yeah. no, nah, you got to come with me. You gotta- <laughs> <laughs> I left I left there when I was little, but I grew up right there. Oh. I remember the Montgomery County Mall as a child. I when did you leave you left when you were how old i left when i was 12 okay okay have you been back do you still have family here i do i have a uh a sister a nephew and and her husband live right there in rock hill oh wow okay okay yeah rockville Rockville. yeah i work out there sometimes it's it's about maybe an hour away from where i am yep but i go out and work yeah that's where they live um Small world. 
It is. I mean, I went to school right there off old Georgetown Road. Um, I mean, uh, then we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina after that. So mm. lived there for a long time. Then I moved to Florida. You know, so again, I'm just, I've been around. I've seen a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Experience. I've met awesome people. And you being one of them, I really appreciate you inviting oh. me to come on because absolutely you know, whether or not the you know this bag thing ever takes off you know you you know at least i know i got a friend oh it's taking off it's taking off we're not even gonna we're not even gonna play with that it's taking off see i had to be the first you know to get on and talk to you on my show about it so now the next people who do it they'll be doing it after me see i, I saw i saw the light before they did so we gotta remember that you know when you become rich and famous in this big time bag and range gear supplier you're like you know i remember jasmine from the beginning i'm gonna be <laughs> like, in, I'm gonna be like call you jasmine that time you know you're coming picking <laughs> off i'm gonna need some high profile security you watch my butt <laughs> oh see that's what i'm talking about we gotta all of this we're in this together <laughs> that's what i'm talking about so yes so you guys make sure you follow alex you make sure you Go to the website, get that checklist because you all need it. So stop playing. And, um, you know, like you said, DM him with any questions about the bags, with about any products that they have coming out. Um, this will be up um, for uh, Gear Pick Friday coming up soon. So if you didn't get a chance to look at it, I will remind you again. So thank you for listening. Alex, thank you for coming on. We're going to have you on here again because I know in a few months there's going to be something brand new going on and I'm going to need the exclusive once again. So thank you. No, thank you guys. And listen, I appreciate all y'all out there. And Jasmine, thank you. You're very welcome. As for the listeners, you know, thank you for taking the time to to hear me. And and straight up, y'all got any questions? (laughs) You think of anything? Let me know. Um, Damn, guys. I'm right here. Uh, he's like I'm answering everything I'm answering everything All right, so we'll talk to you soon we'll definitely do a follow up and have you back on thank you for starting off my new season I really appreciate that be safe All right. What's going on, everybody? It's Jazz, the CEO, a.k.a. the Dapper Security Guard. Thank you for tuning in for another great episode of Industry Talk Podcast. If you're not already following us, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Industry Talk Podcast. Like, share, follow, etc. And listen, if you are contributing... I would love to say thank you to you from the bottom of my heart. If you would like to become a contributor, all you have to do is click the link in the bio or click the link inside the description of each episode on whatever platform you are listening to me right now on. And if you have a product and or company and you want that featured on the next episode, shoot us a DM on Instagram. If you have a guest suggestion or content suggestion, hit us in the DM on Instagram and we would love to do that for you. We want to spread awareness. We want to give motivation, tips, and share stories of all the people in the industry doing great things and build better protectors from day one. So stay tuned for next episode. Stay safe and keep getting trained.